Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Girard. The Killer Women Vodcast is pleased to be a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. To learn more about Danielle and her books, visit her at www.daniellegirard.com and to access all of our vodcasts, go to youtube.com forward slash authors on the air. And now, Danielle's next killer woman. Welcome to the Killer Women podcast, a proud member of the Authors on the Air global network with more than 4 million listeners. I am your host, suspense author Danielle Gerard, and my guest today is Shannon Jump. Shannon is an avid reader and writer. She has a passion for storytelling and often writes across genres. She refuses to start the day without the perfect cup of coffee, is a diehard Minnesota Twins baseball fan, and food network junkie. Shannon lives in small town Minnesota with her husband and two teenage kids. She penned her first story at the age of 12 and still has the original copy, cover art included. Writing and storytelling have been a passion of hers for as long as she can remember. And if you follow her on Instagram, you'll see she's just as excited about reading as she is about writing. Shannon is the author of five independently published novels and her latest, Who Will Be Her Lover, is the third and final book in her Crimes of Passion psychological thriller series. Welcome, Shannon. Yeah, I have the first two. So you've yes. got the this last is hot one. off the press. <laughs> hot off the press is right. Well, this is exciting. Um, welcome. Thank you for joining us. So tell us about the um, Crimes of Passion trilogy. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is I'm, I'm not huge on podcasts, but this is one of the few that I listen to. <laughs> um, so I absolutely love it. And I'm honored to be here. Um, so the Crimes of Passion series, it's a trilogy, a three book series. Um, the last one came out November 15th. And uh, the series essentially follows uh, this main character, Alicia, and she, she's got some troubled stuff in her past. <laughs> um, okay. She is a sex addict, um, and she, she kind of was raised by this mom that did not care about her. Um, yeah. Mom had some addiction issues and stuff like that, so very tumultuous uh, relationship between the two of them. Um, and the book opens up, the first book, Wouldn't You Love to Love Her, opens up with Alicia in prison. Um, so in that first book, we find out right away, Alicia's husband has been murdered. Um, and she is the prime suspect in his murder. Um, so we, we open up in prison and kind of slowly work our way backward um, from there and uh, find out a bit of what happened. And Alicia narrates the story in first and second person. Um, so the reader feels like she's speaking to them. Um, and then we also have a secondary um, first and second person narrator, which is the husband from the grave. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, so tell, okay. So tell us about the inspiration for the series. Can you talk about sort of what, uh, where it came from? Yeah, I, you know, I kind of have the, I, I don't have a fun story about where it came from. Um, it was in between my first and second novels, I was thinking, you know, my, my first novel was um, kind of loosely based on my life. It is fiction, um, but it's a totally different genre. Um, it's contemporary fiction novel. And I, it, but it's not my wheelhouse and it's not, you know, where I wanted to continue writing. So I kept thinking, am I going to be an author? Like, am I going to do this? And if so, what am I going to write? And I was literally just laying in bed one night and this opening scene, which is now the prologue of book one, just popped in my head. Um, it was uh, this feeling of just this character. She's, 
you know, this beautiful woman, she's in prison for something. What is she in there for? Right. Um, and, you know, she's got this darkness in her, you know, I wanted her to have that darkness because I think a lot of times with psychological thrillers, right. You kind of have to have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's gotta be something wrong with her. Um, but it, it just kind of was this scene that came to me and it completely spiraled from there. Um, I wrote it out. I actually got out of bed and wrote out. Yeah, scene, sometimes right you have away. to do that, right? If the yes. good ideas come or keep a pen and paper by your bed. Yes. Yep. I'm big on the the notes app on my phone because I have my oh, phone yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I got out of bed and I immediately started writing it. Um, and it, like I said, really just spiraled from there and turned into, you know, this, this really crazy prison series. Yeah. One of the things I really enjoy is I think this idea of sort of unlikable women, and I'm going to put it out there that there's some parts of Alicia that are a little bit, you know, at first glance, especially, you know, and obviously past trauma makes us all, and we're all unlikable in some way, but I thought it was really interesting um, to sort of embrace that, right? You have, and not, not just Alicia, but also sort of the Ivy character there are some women who are bold and strong and I wondered like you know is that part of the exploration of of this book sort of you know what do women do when pushed to the limit and is that is that is that a feature of all of your books a sort of strong um independent fiercely independent women yeah I would say absolutely um I've I've personally got some trauma in my past and I think we we kind of say that authors tend to write something they're somewhat familiar with, right? So yeah. um, so that definitely comes out in my writing and it's a really good um, kind of therapeutic tool for me um, to kind of get those little dark thoughts out. But um, yeah, I really wanted to write women that were meant to be unlikable, mm-hmm. but somehow have these qualities in them that you actually are like, I'm not supposed to like her, but for some reason I do. And I'm over here rooting for her and I want her to win and all of this kind of stuff. So, so yeah, the character of Alicia really, it really is like that. I mean, she, she is a sex addict in the book and she actually has a streaming service. Um, so yeah, she's, she's like a porn star. Right? <laughs> um, so she is 100% meant to be unlikable. Right. And I think as women, we, we have this terrible trait of judging one another mm-hmm. um, and not really, you know, we're, we're looking surface level. Right. And we just kind of make our assumptions based on that. And Alicia is one of those characters that as you kind of peel back the layers, you really kind of find out why she is the way she is. Um, and, you know, she, she really becomes this bold, strong, powerful woman by the end of the series. So it's really, really fun to see that progression. Exactly. I think that is an interesting thing. Like we're so much more, we give, we indulge men at being unlikable so much more than we ever indulge women. And I think it's because men don't judge each other the way women do. The whole idea of like, you know, what do you do? You know, her job, for instance, sex addiction seems like we don't treat it like an addiction of, you know, if you're addicted to, to alcohol, for instance, which you know, so prevalent. And yet we, we really treat is we're, we're quite disdainful of a, of a sex addiction. Cause it seems like a more of a like lifestyle choice, right? Than yes. A, yes. Than an and actual... especially, especially for women, right. Yes. And, 
you know, if for, for men, for some reason, it's more acceptable and, or, you know, we, we view it so differently. And, so you know, with, with this character, she is just, I mean, she comes out in the opening chapter and says, you're either going to love me or you're going to hate me. Yes. There is no in between. And it is 100% true because just, I'm not huge on reading reviews, but the readers I've spoken to or arc reviewers, um, yeah. things like that. I, you know, you get that one way or the other, it's really you love her or you hate her. And, I Which, just you know, that- and it's funny because these polarizing books and the polarizing characters are oftentimes, you know, the books that sort of sell the most because really people have, you can't even trust the reviews because you're like, well, that person hated it and that person, you know, loved it. And it's, it really is sort of the two sides of the same coin because I think part of hating somebody, hating a character is that there's something that, about the character that touches maybe too close to home, right? Yes. It makes us really uncomfortable. We're like, oh no, I don't really want to go there. Um, and, you know, Alicia's going to make me go there. Shannon's going to make me go there. And now I'm like, oh God, I'm really uncomfortable. So it's yeah. really interesting. <laughs> I yeah, think- and I, I think it's, it's so fun to write characters like her too. Um, and everybody every character in the book I mean you're you're gonna get these very bold characters that are going to do something you're not gonna like but then they're gonna turn around and do something that you're like oh 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 you know and you get really excited for them and and you want them to succeed and I, I think it just you know with psychological thrillers especially it's just it's so fun to get into the reader's head and and kind of put them on that roller coaster Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's why we're so drawn to it, right? It's a it's mm-hmm. a you know keep the the propulsion and make us you know read until the end. And um, so now this book has you know a ton of like prison and and courtroom drama. And I mean I've read you know the ones I've read. I haven't gotten to the third one because I haven't gotten it yet. But um, but I'm curious like how do you do your research? Is it something that you you have experience with, or do you have inside scoop? Or tell us. You know, I've never been to prison. <laughs> well, I, I guess I was sort of asking that, wasn't I? Sorry. I'm no, that's okay. Um, it's actually a question I get a lot. And it's oh. so funny because, yeah, I've, I mean, I've bailed a few people out of jail, but I've never been to jail, never been to prison. Um, I also don't run a, a website, but, you know, sex addiction right. website no or streaming. Like that. There's no, no. Shannon Jump streaming service? Okay, no. well, that's... Somebody might be probably going to ask that too. <laughs> yes, I've, I've been asked a lot of very strange questions, but um, yeah, I, there's been a lot of research. Um, I, you know, the internet has been helpful, um, finding very trusted um, resources online. I also have um, spoken with a criminal defense attorney. Um, one of my closest friends is a police officer. Yeah. Um, so I, I tap into him all the time, like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Right. <laughs> I'm back. Um, I have another question. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, and the, the question I always laugh about is, well, you know, do you like watch a lot of porn or something? And I always just laugh because I'm like, I'm, it goes into the storyline. I mean, you kind of have to do some research, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just been a lot of research and, you know, making sure that I have contacts that can come back and say that is accurate or that yes. is so far out of line. And some of it also is our imagination, right? And we have to play, I mean, you play with, you know, some details, of course, because it serves the story. And I think readers need to appreciate that, hey, I'm bending the truth here, but I'm doing it for a good reason, right? Absolutely. Yes. And I think, you know, I, I keep that close in mind, right? When I, when I was writing this series specifically too, because 
um, you know, with it being said in prison, I, I wrote the entire first book before I really ever truly like watched anything about prison, even like mm-hmm. the shows that are on TV. Um, after the first book came out, one reader compared it to Orange is the New Black. I was, was going like, to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to watch the dang show because I had yeah. never seen it. Yeah. Um, so after the first book came out, I binged all of it. And I think it's, I don't know, seven or eight, nine seasons. I don't even know how many. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, I see it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like taking notes and then I'm doing research. Like, is this thing that happened in Orange is the New Black real? Can this actually yes. happen? Right. You know, right. so you kind of spiral from there, but yeah, shows like, like that and, um, Wentworth, which is like the Australian version. Of okay. Orange yeah. No, I haven't Black. seen that one. So good. I, I watched that one in between book two and three. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I mean, right. And we're lucky now that there are so many, you know, criminal dramas, prison drama, courtroom drama that, you know, but a lot of those take a lot of, um, you know, they take a lot of license too. So it's, you gotta know, yeah. it's good to know sort yeah. of what, what parts are. Um, now, yeah. um, you left us with quite a cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> and that, I, you know, I did this at one, with one book too. And I, I, my experience is that readers don't love a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, you know, what was the, you know, why that choice and what, you know, what was the process, you know, tell us what what the decision was. Yeah, I, you know, I I did grapple with it um, because I personally will avoid a series like a plague because you don't, you know, someone's going to leave you on a cliffhanger or you have to wait six to 12 months for that next book to come out. Um, so yeah, I, I really grappled with it and I ultimately decided um, to go ahead and do it. And the reason for that was. I had made a promise to my readers when book one came out that I would finish the series in a year. So all three books came out. The first book came out in March, second one July, and then November for the last book. So I kind of said, okay, you've got like four months in between each book. I think we can wait long enough. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And with being an indie author too, it's kind of gave me the leeway to make that decision and, and really kind of trust that, hey, I'll get these books done. Um, So, so yeah, I just kind of knew, you know, it's not like it's out there selling a million copies, you know, or anything like that. So I thought, well, none of us that I know are selling (laughs) really good company. It may not be the right company, but you've got lots of folks with you. Yes. So, so yeah, I, I kind of made the decision that while, you know, while it was coming together, I think it would be a safe call with just a few months in between each release. And how, I mean, you're also working full-time and you have two teenage kids at home. Mm -hmm. So talk (laughs) about how you make that work. You know, I, I, my husband's big on TV. My kids are very busy, have their own things going on. So his TV time is my writing time. (laughs) Um, I did for both the first two books, actually, I got to a point where I was like, oh, I am really behind. I'm not getting anything done. Um, And this deadline is really pushing it. So I was fortunate enough that I was able to take a week off work off the full-time job (laughs) um, for each of those books kind of toward the end. And that really kind of pulled the trigger um, in getting those ones done. Um, The third book was a little bit more stressful, you know, writing toward the end of the year and you know, not necessarily having the luxury to take a bunch of time off work. So um, yeah, it's just, you know, scheduling and being very dedicated and not making plans. <laughs> right. You know. Not ha- just basically not having a life. Is that, is that yeah, what I'm I don't show up to anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's me. I'm, I have like a coaster that says, I still want to be invited, but I'm not coming. And that's a hundred percent how mm-hmm. I am. 
Um, okay, so talk, to, and I think there's a lot, I haven't had a lot of um, indie authors on the show, so um, I'd love to, you know, I think a lot of people that listen to the show are obviously avid readers, but we also have people who are really interested in, um, you know, in writing and publishing, and can you tell us about the sort of your your track, and did you, did you start out sort of looking for a traditional publisher, and can you, yeah, can you share that with us? We'd love to hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, so my, my writing journey has been kind of, um, I don't want to say strange because I think every author's journey is different. Um, but I, my very first novel was that novel that was kind of based loosely on my life. Um, I started writing seriously during the pandemic um, when everybody was in lockdown and we couldn't go anywhere. And I said, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. Um, and I had been kind of teetering with this manuscript for probably 13 years. Mm -hmm. And I finally at that time said, I'm just going to sit down and see what happens. And I started writing. Um, and with that being such a personal story, I had zero interest in trying to sell that book. I mm -hmm. thought, nope, I'm going to publish it myself, put it out there, had the control. Um, and that's what I did. Um, I actually... Uh, recently we had watched um your chat with Alessandra Torre yes. um I am a very proud member of anchors and oh, <laughs> learned great. a ton from her um courses and everything like that so definitely recommend doing your research um she's a great resource um for anybody that's interested in indie publishing especially um but yeah from there it was you know making friends on bookstagram and tiktok and you know kind of doing both sides of it and being an author and a reader and a book reviewer um, at the same time. And with that came some fans, yeah, <laughs> um, some people that were interested in my stuff and said, hey, when's your next book coming out? And I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to write another one. Okay. Right, right. Um, so, and really everything, you know, in terms of research that I've read is like, you know, if you debut author is not going to usually come out selling a whole bunch of books. And I'm like, okay, that wasn't the goal anyway. So right. let's just kind of do it and see what happens. And I really just kind of wanted to build my backlist. Um, so I just started writing. Um, people were asking for books and I just kept writing them and putting them out. Um, and it just kind of put me here. <laughs> so That's yeah. And how have people felt about, so you really, you're like, I, I don't need traditional publishers. I don't need that, you know, the nonsense of they tell me what everything has to look like and be and, uh, you know, but you have, I'm assuming like really good readers or, or editors who help kind of like, cause you know, we all miss those, the typos and all that stuff. So how do you, how do you manage that stuff? Yes, I actually, I do have um, an editor that I work with. I'm a professional editor, um, uh, Keisha with uh, Libra Martis Editorial. Um, she's awesome. And she's worked with me on every one of my books. Right. Um, so she's very familiar with my writing. I think we work really well together. Um, but yeah, I, I use her. Um, I initially, you know, you start with cover design and marketing right. and all that kind of stuff. You're on the indie side, you're really doing all of it yourself and it can be very exhausting and stressful. Yeah. And I have had days where I wanted to throw things across the room of and just course. say, I'm done. Well, <laughs> um, especially if you're going to put out three books in a year, girl, I yeah. could have told you that. Yeah, I should have quit. I don't know why I kept going. <laughs> no, you couldn't. You couldn't quit. Your readers are waiting. Yeah. That, and, and I, that's what I kept telling myself. I'm like, you know, the, the readers that are involved in the series. I mean, I, I've at the point where I put my bookstagram friends in my books. I mean, oh. in my acknowledgements, you'll find at the end, like, hey, these are people from bookstagram that are characters in the book now. And um, so that's that's a fun little element for me too. So I feel so connected to the people that are reading my books and it really kind of gives me that 
that energy um, right. to keep going and keep working at it. I think that is actually, and I want to give a um, shout out to our mutual friend, Christopher, whose name, yes. last name, <laughs> do you know how to pronounce it? Shannick. Shannick, is that how he says it? I think so. I think so. Shannick, like, Christopher, <laughs> it's on Instagram, he's analyzed by Chris. And if we messed up your last name, you can correct us for next time, but um, he's fabulous. And, you know, it is, there is something, I, I think the business is so lonely, right? I mean, when you are in there writing a book, it's all in your head, you're by yourself. So having those people who are like, who just like, you know, shout out when you see your book, it's, I mean, it's not any different for, you know, an author who has a publisher than it is for, I don't think we're all, we're all doing the sort of the same sort of scramble Oh God, you know, except for we're not doing it nearly as fast yet. And that's yeah. just <laughs> Well, outrageous. and I, I, I mean, three books in a year may never happen for me again, but um, yeah, and, and Chris is a great example of, you know, those connections that you can make and the people that are in your corner really pushing you. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's been a beta reader for me along with several other friends um, that I met through Bookstagram. Um, and, and it's, it's so helpful because imposter syndrome is such a thing in this yeah. industry. I'm sure, you know, yeah. um, where you just want to toss everything into a dumpster fire and walk away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it really helps to have, um, those connections and, you know, Chris is a great example of, you know, he's great. Those yeah. internet friends you never meet in real life, right? I know it's so crazy <laughs> that we don't really know him, know him. Um, you know, it's funny because I interviewed, I don't know if you listened to the interview I did with Sandra Brown, who has like I haven't gotten to the, 84 New York Times bestsellers or something, oh, 100 goodness. and I don't even remember how many books. And she said, and I, I, I quote this all the time, that she starts every, every, when she starts a new book, every time she has to scale, she calls it a wall of fear that she can, mm -hmm. can I do this again? you know, do I, how, I, I think I wrote my last book. I think I'm done. Like it's, and I'm like, well, so much for me ever getting over my imposter syndrome, if that's where Sandra is. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's because it's, it's a, it's a little bit magic, right? It's a little bit yeah. magic. And, well, and I, I, I don't know about you, but I get to the end and, you know, I'm, I'm a total pantser. I've heard you say the same. Yes. I cannot outline to save my life. If I try, I will pull on Alessandra Torre and write something that is completely not right. the same right. thing. Um, but I, with that kind of, I also don't write chronologically. So I'm all over the place. I'll write chapter one and then I'll write the ending. And then, you know, it wow. all just somehow comes together, but toward the end when I'm in full-blown edit mode, I end up, you know, I'll work on a chapter like 25 and then I'll start at the beginning and read through the whole thing again. Because yeah. what if what I put in chapter 25 right. doesn't work with, you know? So right. I'm all over the place um, reading back and forth and I get to the point where I'm like, how did this come together? Right, it's, <laughs> you know, it's magic, right? It really is. And it's just that feeling, you know, you finally get the chills um, when you get to the end yeah. And it worked. <laughs> and that's how all three books in the series, I experienced that. And I was like, oh, I did it. <laughs> I know. That's, I mean, it's amazing. And I, I actually think, I mean, especially thinking about the structure of your book, it's, you know, your books, it's like, you don't, this is not a, like, something starts and you go straight. You know, you're, you know, you're, the structure of the book is often two timelines and back and forth. And it's like, it's, it's hard to imagine you know, are you working at like, do you have any sense for sort of, well, I went back, now I'm going to go 
to the present again? Is it all yeah, I did, um, you know, book one kind of, I think the first like five or six chapters of the first book, I wrote them in the order that they are. Yeah, okay. Um, and then I start, you know, kind of branching out from there, getting ideas of like, oh, I need to remember to write this or, oh, I need to write this. And then um, I'll start kind of, you know, writing scenes as they come to me. Um, with the third book, because I was trying to keep track of everything that happened in the first two, I actually ended up going back and rereading yeah. one and two twice while I was writing the third book. Um, but with the third book, there's three narrators, um, all yeah. first person okay. um, point of views. And with theirs, I kind of knew like what I wanted to do with each of them, like what's their arc in each in this book for each character. So I split them. Um, so I would write all of Alicia's scenes. And then I would write all of it. Okay. I would kind of go back and forth. And then I kind of, you know. Wove them together. Thread it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense to me, especially since, you know, like you, you said, the, the, and to write, are you doing the same thing where you're writing in third and first? Um, It's first and second. Yep. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. First and second. I was like, no, that's okay. Yes. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the first book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that I mean that is yeah it's so interesting and I you know I didn't like when I when I was reading I was like well we're shifting points you know point of view but I'm I'm not sometimes I feel like there's that weird disconnect especially since you don't read second person very often no right no. so I think that was you know so super brave you know I love the idea you're like I don't need a publisher I'm gonna do this the way I want <laughs> that's Thank so fantastic you. so um I have I have to ask because of course you know in the last few years my daughter started reading my books um, and at the very um, at the very front of this book, you say, "Mom, for <laughs> mom." But seriously, please don't read this. I yeah, love that so much because I feel like you know it's true for all of us in some way, yeah. right? So, well, and it's it's so funny because um, my so my mom is not a reader, which is totally fine with me because again, I don't really want her to read this stuff. Um, my mother-in-law, however, is a reader. <laughs> And she writes, she reads everything that I write um, to the point where she's texting me, or do you have pages to send me yet? <laughs> like, oh my oh God. gosh. Um, so the dedication for book three, I'm going to read it to you. And she, and she, she just read the, the early, um, the advanced reader copy of it. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I was waiting you... for her to text me. It says, for my mother-in-law, Debbie, thank you for reading everything I write and never asking questions about the sex scenes. <laughs> that's awesome. Of course. Well, that is, that, and that's a huge, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that really makes you feel like, okay, I'm doing, you know, I got this. I'm doing this. Yeah. That's wonderful. I yeah. love it. Well, my husband's grandmother um, used to read my books and that always made me super nervous too, but she was lovely. <laughs> tell me. Although I don't write sex scenes. I'm like, it's a, I'm a funny, like, you know, I'm, I guess I'm maybe prudish or something weird. No, but no, no. Anyway. I, it, you know, and some people don't like to read them. Some people have no interest in reading about it. And I think for, you know, this series specifically, um, I, I re refer to them as sexy psychological thrillers where I love to read so many different genres. I can yeah. go from a romance to a thriller, to a psych thriller, to an erotic romance. It does not matter to me. Yeah. I just love to read. And if yeah. the storyline is good, I'm going to read it. So I think my writing kind of comes together with just a mix of whatever genre yeah. I feel like writing. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it, it, it kind of makes it fun, you know. Yeah, it keeps it fresh. Have your readers been like, okay, this book is, you know, a little, you know, different from the last book, but will they roll with it? I feel like sometimes readers are like, okay, 
Danielle Gerard books are this and they have to be all that. And I'm like, well, what if I want to, and then, and then of course the rule is you have to have a different name, which. Yeah. So, and I think that's where, you know, maybe on the indie side of the house, you kind of have a little extra leeway there. Um, I, when I came out of the gate with my contemporary fiction novel, I flat out told people you, this is the only book like this you'll ever see me write because it's not the genre that I write. It was just a story I had to tell and it had to be my first um, so I, I was very open and honest about the fact that it wasn't the genre um, that I would write going forward. But, you know, for the most part, other everything else I've written kind of falls into a psychological thriller. Um, you get suspense and romance a little bit mixed in there, too. But, um, yeah, I, you know, readers have been very open about, well, oh, my gosh, it's not what I expected. Or it's yeah. a total mix of genres, but it works and I love it. <laughs> Yeah, which is, I mean, that's what we're all going for, right? Something unusual that, that captures our readers. So tell yes. me, um, you know, what, what are you working on? I mean, you're, first of all, I hope you're taking like a couple months off, right? <laughs> <I am>, yes. <laughs> uh, I flat out told my husband, I was like, okay, if I come to you and I say, hey, I got a new book idea and I'm writing it, you need to tell me to slow down and stop and just take yeah. the computer away. Don't let me write it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, fin- finished uh, book three and hundred percent taking a bit of a break. Um, and, you know, I've got, you know, other projects kind of behind the scenes in the works that, you know, you, you really never stop writing, right? Right. right. <laughs> uh, the ideas come at the strangest times and you always got to jot them down. So I definitely have a plan for what's next, but that's super exciting. Okay. So the, um, the third one is out November 15th. So that is, um, I think this that our we're going live on this, I think December fifteenth is that that my date right? So yeah. that all three will be available by the time people hear this, which is which is what you're going to want to have all three because um, it, it, otherwise you're going to be like what I did was I finished the, the book and I was like, well, where the hell is the second? Where did I put that second book? Um, but uh, so well, that's exciting. I mean, I think one of the things that's really impressive and I I think it sort of you know bears investigation a little bit more is the idea of how you sort of balance. Um, you know, are you writing every day or if you're not writing, you know, is there a way that you sort of keep in the book? Because I think, you know, with a full-time job and, and obviously even teenage kids who are a little more independent still, of course, they need their parents. So what, you know, how do you sort of keep the, the story at the forefront, you know, so you don't feel like every time you sit down, you're sort of having to figure out where you are again. Yeah, I think, um, you know, part of part of it really is that the characters stay with me until they're done with me. <laughs> I always say authors, just like, you know, script writers and actors, right? We probably belong in a loony bin. We've got these characters in our heads, people talking sure. to us, but yeah, they, they don't leave. Um, so I, I think, you know, they're always kind of knocking um, and telling me, hey, don't you have to talk to me today? Or um, I, I always kind of said, you know, with this being a part-time gig, that if it started to feel like a job, that meant yeah. that I needed to step away. So because of that, I don't write every day. Um, yeah. I've actually gone, you know, several weeks up to a month without writing anything and I yeah. will read. <laughs> yes. um, but, you know, I, I'm such an avid reader that it really kind of helps me understand like what kind of books do I want to read? And I know there's other readers out there like me that are like, give me whatever genre, I don't care as long as it's a good story. So I think it's kind of gives me time to develop ideas and figure out what kind of writer I want to be. Um, But yeah, I, you know, I I don't write every day. I try to do something book related every day, whether Mm -hmm. it's reading or cover design or marketing or something um, of that sort. But yeah, it's for me, it, it helps to step away. 
um, and take that break. Um, so I do, I do tend to come back and have to read everything I wrote or at least a yeah. portion of it. Yeah, um, that's fair. But I read fast, so. Yeah. Do you, um, do you, so you were talking about sort of not writing in order. Do you use an app, something like Scrivener so you can rearrange? Yeah. I so love Scrivener. It so we've, I don't think, I think this might be the first time I've talked, we've talked, I've talked about Scrivener, which is also the software that I use in the last, newish to me in the last five years. So tell people, can you tell people a little about Scrivener? Yeah. So Scrivener, Scrivener is um, kind of a, I, I don't use the um, the app version, I think there is one, but um, mm -hmm. I, I use the desktop version and um, it's so great because it's basically like having a notebook on your computer. Um, it's like a writer's version of OneNote. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's great because you can, you literally can move chapters around. Um, you can do character sketches, scene sketches. You can put notes on the page. You can compile um, and send it to the printer and print the whole thing. And it looks like a book. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's so great. And it, I don't know how people can write without it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. I'm addicted to it too. And one of the things I think I'm most addicted to it is the, is the word count in the right, you yes. know, the little I box that. that comes up and says to you, this is how many words you can set a goal for how many words you want to yep. write a day. And it'll tell you how many words are in your project. And um, but I'm, but moving them around and I agree, I mean, especially I don't write out of order as much as it sounds like you do, but I do sometimes think, oh, I'm going to write the scene that's the top of mind for me. And it comes much later and, you know, you can just tuck it down sort of in the file and, and know yeah. that when it, it comes time, it's there. So, yeah, well, and it was, especially, it was so helpful writing a series too, because I, I went into writing and I literally told people I'm not a series writer. Um, my sophomore novel, when it came out, even though it's breaking, um, I have readers that are still begging me for a sequel to that book. And I was like, no, that's a standalone. I'm not doing that. And so I always said I wasn't a series writer. And then this series idea came to me. So it just kind of is a running joke with um, some of my readers that, oh, yeah, I'm not a series writer. Um, but it, Scrivener was so helpful mm -hmm. with writing the series because I could take, I could literally take a scene from book two and move it to book three if mm -hmm. it didn't work. Um, so yeah, it's just so, such a great way to stay organized. It is. I think that's exactly right. And it, it helps us. And I don't use a lot of features. I feel like it has a million features. You can, you, you can agree. make a book into an ebook. You can, there's so many things you can do with it, but um, but just that, just the ability to sort of reorder scenes and, and do word counts and compile, like you said, and send it off to a critique partner or the printer yeah. or whatever. So, so, mm, great. so brilliant. So, okay. So tell us again, the third book, which I um, don't have yet. It's wouldn't you love to love her like a bird in flight and who, who will, will be, be her, her lover. lover. Okay. Yes. And, um, I, I know my copy of that is, uh, I, I it's in it. route. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, it's so fun. And, um, so you feel like, do you have, um, do you feel like you're going to, the next book will also be sort of the psychological suspense? It will. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, probably won't have as many sex scenes in it, but yes, uh, psychological suspense thriller. Um, yeah, it's, uh, maybe 10,000 words down on it. It'll be a little while, but. Oh, you um, are, you're, you're like, I'm taking a break, but I'm not. I, 10, I know. Well, because the idea came to me when I, I think I was working on book two of this series and I was okay. like, okay, let me just bang out this idea real quick. And I just kind of like, I did an outline. I call it that, but I know it's not going to stick to it, but um, yeah. So it's, it's an idea definitely um, kind of in progress, but not like active. Okay. Too soon to <laughs> ask about it. Yes. I don't want to put, yeah. Okay. Too soon, too soon. We have to wait. Okay. Well, um, so tell everybody like, you know, where do they find you? Um, 
you know, on the interweb and all that stuff so that people can um, follow you and find out about the, the trilogy in your earlier books. Yeah, so my website is www.shannonjumpwritesbooks.com. Um, it will link you to literally anything and everything that you can find about me on the internet <laughs> under that name. Uh, that's probably not accurate, but it's book related. Um, so I'm on Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook. I've got a reader group, uh, Shannon Jumpaholics. Um, oh, and then uh, I don't know where it came from. I was like, I need a clever name um, and it had to be Jump. So um, yeah, so and then- cute. Shannon Jump author on um, TikTok and Instagram. Um, yeah, but I, I did, uh, one reader had asked for kind of a, a full like edition of the series and each oh. book is short enough that I actually do have a series paperback um, that's coming out on Amazon as well, November 15th. Oh, um, perfect. All three books combined, it has a special cover um, and all the books are in Kindle Unlimited. Every book I've written is in there. Um, you can't really find me in stores um, being on the indie side, but I'm all over him. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and that's a good, I mean, that's a great way. Kindle Unlimited seems like a great way for people to try um, new authors. And a lot of people yes. are, are that way. So um, it's great. And I think the idea, like you said, yeah, that's right. Because I mean, it'd be a, it'll be a nice size paperback, but not like not quite like crime and punishment. So um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, people can look for all that. Well, Shannon, it was so fun to get a chance to talk to you and um, hear your, your story. And I, um, I love the indie process. Obviously, I think that's, that's, it's wonderful to hear people that are just making it work for them. So congratulations. Thank I look you. really forward to book three and um, to whatever is coming next that you are not ready to share with us, but I will yes. I'll keep my eye on it. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's just a pleasure to be here and I really appreciate it. We'll have to thank Chris. <laughs> yes. Thank you to Chris again. And yes. for everyone joining us today who doesn't know who Chris is, but you know, um, thank you for joining us for Killer Women Podcast with today's guest, Shannon Jump. And we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you.